whistleblower report exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report, and this is the International Report and Vaccine Update with Dr. Lee for America as your host with our international team, Dr. Mike Eden from the UK, Dr. Jonathan Gilthorpe from Sweden, and journalist Andrew Klerich from Croatia and covering all of Eastern Europe. We have a lot to bring you today, starting with the despicable censorship and propaganda campaign of the British Broadcasting Corporation that took place during Member of Parliament Andrew Bridgen's powerful presentation to the British Parliament regarding the dangers of the COVID shots and the data on excess deaths. Andrew Bridgen, as many of you know from our discussions and our interviews with him, as well as all that he's been doing, speaking out around the world on interviews, presenting the devastating death data and complications and injury and cover-up by the UK government about the experimental gene therapy COVID shots. And Andrew Bridgen has been a lone voice of courage and persistence and dedication exposing the evil assault on humanity. And this was an opportunity for people to hear the truth. What the BBC did to censor that is truly stunning in the evil of it. And our eyewitnesses to that, Dr. Gilthorpe and Dr. Eden, will tell us more about it. But the good news in today's program is that the narrative does seem to be crumbling as more and more people around the world are waking up. Pfizer's stock share price dropped from a high of close to $58-59 In December 2021, after all the hype about the COVID shots and the rollout, and is now at approximately $30 a share as of the week of October 16th, 2023. And media and financial reports are already talking about the possibility that if the liability shield is penetrated and Pfizer is held accountable for all these vaccine injuries, that they could well go bankrupt which many of us would say they deserve. We'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about the World Health Organization pandemic treaty losing steam as countries decide they will not be controlled by a Marxist dictator, Tedros, at the head of the WHO with strings pulled by Bill Gates and the Communist Party of China. 
in the UN, we are seeing declining support for their globalist agenda 2030, Canadian government and officials in the Canadian government have recently lost, launched a petition to remove Canada from the UN, the World Health Organization and Agenda 2030. And just this week, Health Canada admitted the DNA contamination of all of the COVID shots. Stunning news on that front. And Dr. Yeadon's going to tell us more about what's going on in New Zealand. Here in the U.S., Louisiana surprised everyone and against all odds elected a conservative governor against a longstanding Democrat incumbent opponent. That was a shakeup. And then we had Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders as governor of Arkansas standing up boldly to stand against Agenda 2030 and wokeism and usurping our constitutional rights. There is a movement afoot and we want all of you to be part of it. So let's hear more about what's been going on around the world in today's international report. Dr. Gilthorpe, you were an eyewitness to the entire broadcast on Friday. This was October... 20, 20th for the broadcast to the hearing in the UK Parliament. So on October 20th, you watched the entire program. What did you see that the BBC was doing during that presentation? Well, thanks, Dr. Lee. It's wonderful to be on the show uh, again and, and talk to everyone about what's really happening in the world rather than what you hear on mainstream media. Uh, yes, Andrew Bridgen, an, an absolute hero, I would say, one of the few politicians in the world that's really standing up for people that have been horrendously injured by COVID vaccines rather than supporting the agenda to roll them out and say that they're safe and effective. So um, Andrew had fought extremely hard to um, to get a debate in the UK Parliament about vaccine injuries. So he got something that's called an adjournment debate, which is a time-limited debate where you can basically make a speech and there, there is very limited you know scope for the debate, but this is the lowest level of debate you're allowed in Parliament. And I think he tried something like 20 times to get this scheduled and always been uh, frustrated, um, but he managed to do that. And so what he did was to talk very thoroughly about excess deaths uh, related to COVID vaccine rollout, about the harms created by the vaccines, about the, um, the let's say, improprieties or, or downright lies and obfuscation around the vaccine eff efficacy and the, the trials that were conducted by Pfizer. Um, he also talked about, you know, how ineffective they were, for example, highlighting in Australia, where there were very few COVID cases before everyone was, you know, 80, 90 percent vaccine coverage. And then suddenly excess deaths started to climb. And, you know, there's no evidence from countries like Australia that COVID vaccines were effective at all. Um, so he spoke for about 20 minutes with a couple of questions from members of parliament. The, the really sad thing was that there were, I think, about nine MPs in the House for the debate out of 
600, I think, is what they should be if the place is full. Um, what was you know, very that's interesting... disgusting that the members of parliament would not even honor their duty to their constituents to come and listen. And I think this is this is typifies the level of corruption that we have got to now in our governments because you know politician Andrew is standing up for the the constituents that vote for him, and he's been extremely popular. He he was first elected twenty ten as a Conservative MP. Every election since then, which is roughly every four years, uh, he has increased his majority in his constituency. So he he's brought jobs back to the area. He's, he's very popular with the people of Northwest Leicestershire, where he stands for. But then he was kicked out of the Conservative Party um, this year because of his stance against COVID vaccines, COVID vaccine harms. And he was vaccinated twice with AstraZeneca, or maybe three times, actually, until he realised that these things were very harmful. So he's not he wasn't an anti-vaxxer to begin with. He was a very much a pro. Uh, he was following the narrative and assumed he was being treated um, fairly. Anyway, so let's say now this this gained enormous exposure on UK television. Uh, it was screened live by the BBC. But what the BBC did during that debate was to flash up messages underneath um, underneath the speech, which is things like the NHS and that National Health Service says COVID-19 vaccines used in the UK are safe and the best protection for getting seriously ill with the disease. It also said official NHS guidelines state that government administered vaccines are safe and often essential for public health. Most people with allergies, including food or penicillin allergies, can be vaccinated against COVID-19. I mean, this was like a running advert for Pfizer and Moderna. It's ridiculous. Um, I'll read the other ones that I saw. NHS guidance states vaccines do not cause autism. There is no evidence of a link between the MMR vaccine and autism. I never heard Andrew Bridgent mention autism in his speech. Um, disease like measles and diphtheria have been reduced by up to 99.9% .9 since their vaccines were introduced. Now, that's misinformation because if you look at the history of the introduction of those vaccines, those diseases were already in decline when um, when they were introduced. So, you know, this is just also propaganda to my mind. The NHS says measles and mumps are rising in England due to the drop in number of children being given the MMR vaccine. Again, entirely unrelated to the debate. So um, I can send a picture or a link to those, hopefully, Dr. Lee, and you could put them in the show notes so I, I don't take up too much time. But I think if anyone is in the UK listening to this, you need to lodge a complaint with the BBC because this is a totally biased um, statement tickers that they put under Andrew Bridgen's speech. Um, this is, you know, that they're, they're not the BBC is paid for by by taxpayers funding. So they are not in the position to take a side on this. Um, they, you know, they broke all rules for for. Uh, editorial guidelines, I think, and and which the, their own guidelines say the BBC is committed to achieving due impartiality in all its outputs. This commitment is fundamental to our reputation, our values and the trust of audiences. Well, they've lost that from many people, I think, because of their actions. Well, I uh, think you're absolutely right. And in fact, they have become a propaganda agent, no better than Pravda in the Soviet Union during the Cold War. And, and I think it's critically important that all of our listeners 
write and complain whether we live in the UK or not, because there, there actually are people around the world listening to the BBC and they're broadcast, for example, in airports and all sorts of places all over the world. But I definitely would like the links that you mentioned, and we will have that available for our listeners to check out further. But I'll, but I'll thank that, you. Definitely. Yep. Thank I'll, you for I'll that. I'll just add that there is a there is a, a Telegram channel called Not the Beeb, which uh, counteracts much of the disinformation that comes from the BBC, and they've written a a suggested letter that or something that people could write. So I'll, I'll post that so that you can put it in the show notes, and then people yes. have something to go from. And the Telegram channel again is. Is called not the beeb, uh, so uh, N O T not on the beeb, and B E E B. That's a kind of colloquial name for the BBC uh, when it used to be, uh, other than a completely blatant um, extra arm of the British state. Okay, not on the beeb. B E E B is the Telegram yeah. channel rebutting the BBC. Great. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, Dr. Yeaton, you were an eyewitness in the public gallery during Andrew Bridgens' historic and heroic speech. Tell us about it. What really happened that the BBC censored? Yeah, no, uh, thank you, Dr. Lee, and thank you, uh, Jonathan, Andrea. It's great to be with you. Uh, so, yes, we were in the what's called the public gallery. So it's a, when you see the you know, the, the House of Commons, uh, they don't show you, but there is another level above, like pews in the church, really. And I think there was probably, I didn't count, but between 50 and 100 of us, I think, there. Um, and, uh, yeah, we watched uh, MP Andrew Bridgen uh, gave a, 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 a crisp, uh, you know, well-argued um, uh, speech for about 20 minutes, and he hit enough points that, Unless you already thought to yourself the man's lying, you would you should be there would be some things that he said that would cause you know a disquiet. Um, I will say, although I'm a big fan of Andrew Bridgen, no one gets full marks um, in the British Parliament. Um, people like me and and physician colleagues were calling, speaking to, writing to MPs, uh, and they wouldn't even they wouldn't even hear us. They blocked us. They would they would smear us. Even people we'd spoken to, maybe up to about thirty people, uh, they they then they aligned themselves with what the government told them to do, against their own interests and those of their constituents. And I'm afraid that included Andrew, until and I think this was the break point um, when uh, against prior suggestions, uh, you could see the government was angling to put these vaccines into children, you know, tiny children. And he said that that was the day when he decided that whatever it, he cost him, uh, he was going to throw himself in front of the train. And, and he did. And hats off to him. I, I, whether that was wholly down to him, I don't know. But we never got to the point of recommending these vaccines in tiny children in the UK. So it's a good thing. Um, so you can, any of your viewers, anyone who listened to this, I think the best way is go and listen to the speech. It's relatively short, very powerful. But here's the thing, I want to tell you something he told me uh, last week, that after he had started speaking out, he was approached by someone who was very senior in the government. So a senior member of the Conservative administration in the UK, he didn't name who it was. And he said, this person said to him, Andrew, there is no political appetite 
at present for your views. Then he took a long pause. He said, perhaps there will be in 20 years and you may well be right. So basically the guy was conceding. People are dying in the thousands, but we're not going to stop. And then apparently the last thing uh, that he said was, you do know, Andrew, you can have anything you want, anything you desire. You just need to let us know. We will make it happen. Uh, and he said it didn't take him long to decide to turn <laughs> to swing the hook. But basically, a senior member of the government confessed to everything he was saying by, by implication uh, and said they're not going to do anything. And, and basically, we will offer you an open-ended bribe to shut your mouth. So that's where we are. Andrew believes that he will, in the next few weeks or few months at most, secure a full three-hour debate. And if they have one of those, it will not be viable for MPs to cry off citing constituency, constituency business, you know, opening a clinic for their constituents. If it's a three-hour debate, they're going to have to be there. And uh, there would be more than one evidence giver, giver over a period of time like that. It would be a ding-dong. So let's hope he, let's hope he gets it done. Well, that would be incredible. Jonathan, you had some comments. Yeah, I just wanted to add, and thanks for that summary, Mike. It's very important to get witness statements, as it were. And I just think if, if people are wondering why on earth would a government, you know, unroll, um, unleash a deadly vaccine upon its population and claim that it's safe and effective, well, the point is that they are going bust. They know they're up against the wall. If they don't bring in a new financial system in the next year or so, um, they are going to be hung from the nearest lamppost because people will realize, you know, the system that has been expanding and expanding over the last, you know, well, since since forever, but since World War II particularly, is going to crash. Uh, so they're looking for a way out, and the way out that's been offered is to take everyone into Agenda 2030, uh, to give it, bring in central bank digital currencies, to give everyone a digital ID, and to do that, they have to have a vaccine passport system because otherwise there'll be no way for them to administer it. So they're literally saving their own backs by killing people. And it's really important to realize that uh, and reinforce it to yourself, because for many people to to think, you know, how could this be happening? Why is it happening? How could no, that's not true. It is true. Um, and you better believe it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely just, right. Just one last thing. Just one last thing. After the, uh, the rather stylistic um, presentation from Andrew Bridgen and, as Jonathan said earlier, uh, a front bench spokesman from the government, Maria Caulfield, and it was a really a dreadful, uh, she, she did not manage to rebut anything. She didn't rebut his main points and she managed just to sort of throw mud in the eyes of, of the listeners. So, um, yeah, after that, uh, Andrew proceeded outside and uh, nearby, um, below the statue of Gandhi, uh, he spoke for a few minutes, you know, very frankly, and that that has, I believe, gone out on social media. Um, following him, I gave a, a short speech where I spoke about three items. One was I gave my spiel about my background permits me, as it were, to look over the shoulder of the designers and then explain to people how I know for certain that they are intentionally designed to harm maim and kill and to reduce fertility. Uh, then I reminded people if they didn't already know that there never was a public health emergency and they were lied to by all the media and the politicians because there's a big 
there is a big agenda on and we you know we need to resist 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 and um so that's what i what i and i accuse those senior executives again of of murder no one is injuncting me um no one is injuncting me and i'm making what would normally be outrageous claims because i i think that if you are senior vice president in charge of a particular line of products if you don't know what's going on you're incompetent and if you do and don't do anything about it you are you are I would say uh, accessories before, during, and after the fact. So that's kind of where we are. Well, I think that's exactly right. And that ties in with the fact that this massive cover up and the attack on humanity is now having um, financial impact for Pfizer. So tell us more about that. It was just in the news this week that the Pfizer stock taking a big loss because nobody wants their vaccines. And quite frankly, Many people are not trusting their other drugs right now because of all of the manufacturing problems that have been brought to light, specifically by Hedley Reese on our team and a number of others and the contamination issues. So your thoughts on all of that. And Andrea, what's happening with the state of the uh, uptake of the vaccines in Croatia? Well, in Croatia, as I already said before, and before, I would like to say that it's pleasant to be here again with you. Uh, and, uh, well, nobody takes vaccine already for months in Croatia, and the people knows. And I believe very soon we will do some extra things here because, you know, we are a small country, small uh, number of inhabitants, and uh, we know each other, and we know who is telling the truth. But also, I would like to say that I see the good news when BBC done this thing to Andrew. I had the honor just two weeks ago to make interview with Andrew Bridgen. And when I posted his interview and other interviews uh, from the Stockholm conference, I was forbid from YouTube permanently, not only with my channel, but with everything. That means I cannot... Uh, see anything on YouTube. I never heard that anybody cannot uh, uh, log into YouTube, but now I'm the person from the last God. Monday that I cannot go to YouTube. Just after I published my interview from the Stockholm, where was also one of the interviews was with Andrew Bridgen. And that's why I see this uh, acting of BBC is very good because that's how they show that they are afraid they knew they know that what he's telling is truth and that's why they need to to do something just to send a different message because usually they will ignore it if they don't think it's true they will ignore it and nobody cares but now it seems so that they care that's why they're promoting and people are not stupid people see this and for me this is a good news and the best news what you now mentioned dr lee is that dropping of uh, Pfizer's shares on stock market is uh, something that's showing that people who are the best informed in the world, and these are the brokers and people who are buying on the stock exchange, they know something that we don't know, our regular people don't know, and that means uh, this declining of shares will bring us some good news in the future. Well, you're right. And in addition to what was announced about the declining share price, this same um, this same week brought us news that researchers found that Pfizer 
excluded clinical trial deaths from their application to the FDA COVID vaccine EUA request. So they actually lied by omission in their data to the FDA. And in addition to that, there were other findings about fraud in the application. And we can come back to that shortly. Other comments on that? Uh, I, I, I'll just put a, an, an, in the show notes a link to an article, Dr. Lee, but I think people need to be fully aware that these companies are regularly um, issued financial penalties for illegal activity. The, the greatest penalties in the last 10 or so years is for GlaxoSmithKline at nine, almost $10 billion. Pfizer is at number two in that table with $2.9 billion for 18 complaints or penalties that have been issued. So these companies are set up to permanently transgress the rules, but what they do is use litigation and delay tactics to, to pay penalties, minimize penalties, so they know they're injuring people. They just um, they they manage the message very well, and I think the model is breaking. <laughs> that that is very very good. Well, let's go on to um, Dr. Eden. You wanted to talk about what went on in New Zealand that was encouraging, and then we have updates about the UN. Uh, efforts in Canada to remove Canada from the UN and Health Canada speaking out about the DNA contamination. Let's help our listeners understand some of that. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll address these topics in the second half of the show. This is Dr. Lee for America with the International Whistleblower Report with our international team from UK, Sweden, and Croatia bringing you a global perspective on all that's happening. Check out our website for the archives of all of our shows, www.truthforhealth.org. And for those of you who've gotten the COVID shot and or the boosters and are having a decline in your health or have had complications and vaccine injury, check out the truthforhealthstore.com where we have some amazing and helpful nutraceuticals and high quality vitamin and mineral supplements with our exclusive professional formulas that are only available through licensed medical practitioners. So check us out, truthforhealthstore.com. And we will be right back after the break. Check out the new Truth For Health store at truthforhealthstore.com. We have exclusive professional formulas with exciting new products, including True Mitochondrial Boost that can help improve your energy, memory, focus, and concentration. All of our products are manufactured in certified compliant facility using good manufacturing practices approved and inspected by the FDA. Check us out, www.truthforhealthstore.com.
Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America with Dr. Yeadon, Dr. Gilthorpe, and Andrea Klarich from Croatia, bringing you the global perspectives on all that's happening. And some of the good news about the fact that people are waking up and individual citizen action is having an impact around the world. The narrative is crumbling. Now, we need to keep the pressure on. We need to continue to stand against evil, resist, not comply, and don't give in to the mandates. Don't give in to the lies and help us spread truth. Share this program and get your network of friends and family and community active in waking people up who don't realize how much we are being deceived. So let's go on with some of the things that we mentioned at the beginning that where we see evidence that the narrative is crumbling. Sure. So, uh, yeah, to Mike Eden again, um, I've, I've, it's come to my attention that New Zealand held an election last week. Um, and, you know, you may remember Jacinda Ardern had been uh, prime minister for some time and was a well-known uh, you know, member of or associated with the World Economic Forum, you know, the, as many of the leaders of countries, including Justin Trudeau and Emmanuel Macron of France and so on. So uh, they've changed their leader. I don't think things have necessarily improved, but there are some uh, new parties that at least put up some candidates. And one is the New Zealand Loyal uh, Party. And what I particularly like, I don't know anything about them other than uh, they want to push away the totalitarian, you know, control lunatics that we see all around us. Uh, and the, the the party's motto is loyal to you and not to them. And they're, they're very clear. They mean not the corporations, not the international banks, not the World Economic Forum, all that jazz. So what she was speaking about uh, a day or so ago after the election, she was not successful, as I understand it. Uh, was to reveal uh, that they are working with a whistleblower in New Zealand who has access to all of the, uh, not just the numbers of adverse effects, but ha has the data that matches vaccine status to, to deaths. And that's, that's not available as far as I know anywhere anyway. So the whistleblower apparently is, is very frightened, and I can understand that, has disclosed to Liz Gunn uh, the, the meat of uh, of what they've identified, but has not yet agreed for that information to be released because presumably it would identify them. So, you know, it's up to them. They have to decide whether coming forward is the right thing or not. And I, if they're listening, please do. Um, and so, yes, there's some danger. But bottom line is, for example, one of the pieces of information the whistleblower has allegedly is information from some large um, vaccine sensors, so multi-physician, very large throughput in a day. And there was one day in 2021 in which a large number of people were vaccinated and uh, 30 of those people are now dead and they, they all died relatively quickly after injections. Now, of course, I can't verify that, but as someone who's been looking at what's going on around the world, and as you may remember in the past because of my training in toxicology and decades in the industry, uh, I could see built in, that is deliberate, intentional uh, uh, you know, features that, that I would have expected to cause injury and death. So 
this whistleblower information is exactly consonant uh, with that. Um, the lady herself, uh, a lawyer, former a lawyer, she was also a TV broadcaster for a little while, well known. Um, but sometime in the early uh, part of the century, appears to have had you know a conversion of some kind and started a campaign against um, over vaccination population. And so, of course, she is smeared and accused of being an anti-vax right-wing conspiracy theorist, all the standard buzz phrases. But you know what? She What she says, uh, is, I didn't think was overreach, shocking to most people, but I think it's entirely plausible. So just imagine that this person does take the courage in their hands and is willing to stand publicly with this woman, even with that, even with censorship, it's going to get out. So I thought that was worth mentioning. I think that's really important. And it's just encouraging to see. And, you know, in addition to Andrew Bridgen, the member of the European Parliament from Germany, Christine Anderson, yeah. has been a powerful force standing against the evil of this agenda. And those of you over on the other side of the ocean probably have more exposure to some of her speeches than I do. Yeah. I'm Jonathan. Uh, yes, totally. There's, a, there's been actually a few positive um, no, uh, things in Europe this last week or so. So a group of um, scientists and doctors from have, have challenged the European Medical Agency about the fact that the the clinical trials that were done for Pfizer were on a certain batch, a process one batch of the mRNA vaccines that were made in a certain way. But the vaccines that were then rolled out en masse, or most of them, were then from a completely different ma manufacturing process. Now, I, Mike might correct me on this. I think this is completely legal, um, but without doing all the necessary checks. But this is one thing that's come to light. They've challenged EMA about that, and they have received a response from EMA, which they haven't published yet, but I think that's going to come out early, either tonight or tomorrow. Wow. Um, yeah. There are, other, there are also another group. Can I you comment, mentioned Christine. John? Yeah, yeah. Sure. May I just comment very briefly on that? Uh, because, again, if, if you're not in and around the industry, you might think this is, well, not very good, but it's much worse than that. Um, let me just, just very quickly... There are two fundamental kinds of, sort of pharmaceutical products. One you'll be familiar with, like tablets and things like that, that are made of a specific molecule. It is a defined substance, so they know exactly what's in the tablet, 99.8% of aspirin, whatever it is. With biological products like vaccines, antibodies, and so on, they're not a single compound. They cannot be because they're kind of made using natural living processes. What you have to do is characterize what you've got. The product is the process, is what they say in manufacturing of biologicals. So if you change the process, by definition, you change the product. You can't assume that, quotes, relatively small differences are fine because there have been cases in the past where very small differences have made the difference between a safe medicine and a lethal one. So this is awful. It's, it's quite normal to change process when you go from the R&D stage to launch. But what you normally have to do is it's going to take you a couple of years to now make the product on scale. And you need to do what's called bridging toxicology to show that the basic characterization is the same. And then you need to do something similar in humans. They did neither. 
they exposed a grand total of 200 people, watched them for a few days, never even disclosed that data to the regulator, and the regulator just gave them a thumbs up. So billions of people have been in injected with something that has not been tested or reviewed by regulators. That's how bad it is. And, and the contamination issues have just been getting worse. That's additional. Exposures. That, that's, that's additional. It's an additional uh, observation. Uh, it followed from the method used to manufacture. So small scale, they were able to use what we would call molecular biological techniques. You assemble the molecule in a laboratory. But when you're making quantities sufficient to inject the entire world's population, maybe multiple times, you're going to need you know, dirty great vats of the stuff and that can only be done using living, living organisms. And so the additional contamination is as a result of this uh, high throughput commercial process. But it's, that's not allowed anyway. That's, that's another reason why you, would, you need to thoroughly go through every aspect of the manufacturing process. And they didn't. It, you, you can't get a buy on this. You can't get the nod. You could have produced a different product, however similar, to the first one that is now lethal. They didn't do any tests. I, it's the height of recklessness built on top of recklessness. They don't care about you. Members of the public, they do not care about your health or your family, and they'll do it again. They are doing it at every turn. It, yeah. It's not they will do it again. I mean, I agree with you, but it's not yeah. that they will do it again. They are doing it now. Yeah. We are seeing... Continued pressure yeah. for all of the shots. We're seeing continued advertisement for one dr new drug after another that mm. have toxic side effects. And the medication of the westernized countries is truly staggering. When you look at it on TV, you can't, you can't miss the fact that there's an ad for a drug to take a pill to solve every problem that exists and you don't have to do anything but just take their pill and pay the money. No, I actually just, I agree with you completely. The, the industry has become totally rogue. Uh, I know it was occasionally, more than occasionally, uh, strayed when I worked in it. Uh, but the, no one who works in these companies now can be under any illusion that they're working for something other than, essentially it's mafia, you know, it's crim organized crime that's global. Um, and they, they keep people quiet by threatening them one way or another. Uh, I just wanted to um, uh, pick up something. Um, Bill Gates, amongst other people, has said that you know, we need to get ready for the next pandemic. They've even used the phrase next pandemic. On one occasion, Mr. Gates said, you know, we have to be ready for the next pa for pandemic two. And then he said, I call this what we're in now, pandemic one. Right. That's the phrase he used. Ladies and gentlemen. There is no doubt in my mind this entire event was orchestrated. It's not a natural phenomenon to which they responded uh, in a way that was advantageous to them. That's not what happened at all. We're not sure 100% what happened, but it, that they made it happen and they are going to do it again. They're already still pushing, pushing these things. But here's the key point. Uh, Gates has said, with all the learnings we've got from these MR, wonderful mRNA products, the next time a pandemic is announced, the industry pledges to have shots ready to go in, in I think it's 100 days or 90 days. Ladies and gentlemen, you, you, you cannot possibly uh, develop a consistent manufacturing process in under two or three years. That's just the manufacturing process, right? 
um, let alone uh, human and animal testing. So if they're going to give you something in 100 days, they have no idea, they cannot have characterized what it does. You should regard that as tantamount to threatening you with a deadly weapon. And that, that alone is, a, is an adequate reason for re refusing it. And anyone that says, oh, well, we gained so much experience from COVID-19 that, of course, we can shorten the process. No, you might be able to do the process well, but you still can't do it more quickly because you have to characterize every part of it. So it's all lies. And if they threaten us with 100-day vaccines, I, I, I will be out in the streets with a, with a sandwich board saying this cannot be saved, prove me wrong. No, there's no way it would be. Uh, I no. agree. Medi medically, I've, I've spent a whole career in medicine for 40 years looking at the long, many years of processes to develop new vaccines that require years of clinical trials and years of manufacturing oversight. Yeah. That, that was even before I met you, Dr. Eden, in the fall. I believe you. Yeah, absolutely. That, I mean, that was what made me yeah. skeptical from the beginning. Mm. Uh, that the these new COVID shots could possibly have been properly designed and studied, and that we and I knew we wouldn't have safety data. There was no way possible. I, no. I and, and maybe if I could just take if I take fifteen seconds, I went, I'll just do one point because this is the point I raise always with, with the members of the public. I, I know from my experience, and also speaking to manufacturing pharmaceutical manufacturing experts of forty years, like Hedley Reese that you cannot possibly uh, invent, test, and manufacture a quality product in under multiple years. So when, when upon the alleged appearance of this new pandemic virus, they said, don't worry, we'll get a, virus, a vaccine, I knew in that moment it had to be fraud. And they brought it forward in well under a year, it's fraud. It's not possible. It doesn't matter how much you want it quickly. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at it. There are a series of linear steps. You can't start step B until you have the results of step A. So even if you compress it and take massive parallel risks, you can't do it. Basically, you would never get a safe and effective product in time for the pandemic to not have finished. It would have finished. Every pandemic in history would finish in the shortest, a, mo a fraction of the shortest time such a product has ever been brought to market. So anyone can use that information. Anyone. It's you know if you hear it and believe me you can go and check it then you you can work you can conclude that they were lying to you uh the first day they started talking about vaccines and they will be lying again they're not an appropriate intervention in this setting no and they also cover up treatments um dr gilthorpe you had a comment yes i did dr lee i, I mean um I mean, what Mike says is is absolutely true. I mean, it's not possible to make a medical product in that time and test it safely. So, yeah, so you know that they're lying. So, therefore, you know that you can't trust anything they say and mm. therefore you need to protect yourself and take appropriate action. Um, I, we were on that subject of European good news and I just like, I think it's important to say that, you know, although Andrew Bridgen is fighting its cause in the UK, uh, you mentioned Christine Anderson, Dr. Lee, and there's there's a couple of Croatian MPs that um, um, Andrea will be able to pronounce their belt, names better than me, but I think it's Ivan Sincic and Miroslav Kolakusic, uh, and then Christian Therese, who's from Romania, I think, or Bulgaria, and Francesca Donato. So they had um, challenged the European 
union and said that they need to set up a committee for to investigate vaccine injuries um, or side effects caused by vaccines. And the European Union came out with an official statement or say that the committee for the environment, public health, food safety called ENVI um, was uh, deemed that it wasn't necessary to have an independent inquiry into this. So, but, I mean, in, in some ways that's expected, but I think it's very good because they forced the European Parliament to take a position on this, which they will not be able to defend in a court of law. Um, I'm not sure if um, that happened also quite recently this in the last week or so. So I'll send a link to that in the show notes. Yes, maybe so Croatia is fighting. Go, go on, go on, Andrew. Uh, thank you. Well, uh, maybe it's it's important to mention that uh, Christine Anderson, she's the member of the uh, party named AFD, and uh, this party uh, just recently, one week ago, uh, get a great result in uh, Bavaria and uh, also in Saska in Germany, and that is the trend. Uh, this party, the, uh, this lady, they're calling the also conspiracy theorist, far right and everything what we are facing. But it seems to that on the political arena, they are winning uh, great support. And also Mislav Kolakusic, he's a member from Croatia. His videos on, uh, on the social media has the highest uh, views than anybody in the parliament. We can compare, for example, in Croatia, there is a 12th member of European parliament and all 10 members, 10 members are the one who was supporting the whole agenda. They are from the major parties and other parties who are also supporting this globalist agenda. All of 10 of them doesn't have a view, half of just what Mislav Kolakos uh, have. And this is important because this is the uh, Vox Populi, uh, because people are now trust more him or to Christine Anderson or to Terhes from Romania than others. And uh, for last, uh, there will be in the September in the November on 18th until 21, it will be again International COVID Summit 4, like was in uh, Brussels, it was in uh, March, I think, or April in Brussels. Uh, it was ICS 3, now it will be ICS 4 in Romanian parliament. And the uh, host will be Christian Terhes, I will be there also. Mm. That means that, will be, uh, that this uh, topic will be open on lots of uh, parliaments across the Europe. And things are changing, and that's also great news. That is to... very encouraging. Yeah. 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 So, Dr. Lee, I wanted, uh, I don't think we've talked about this, and I wanted to not miss the opportunity to uh, uh, inform people that um, very powerful uh, truth teller and, and international trial law lawyer, Dr. Rainer Fulmich, was arrested last week, uh, and I believe snatched out or deported from Mexico to Germany, um, where we have not heard his, his condition uh, since. No, Obviously, I'm very we, concerned about that. Yeah, Thank you for bringing uh, it up. He was not deported by Mexico. The He was going 
to the German embassy in Mexico, ostensibly told he needed to come there for an appointment to have a lost passport replaced. And the German officials were waiting for him in the German embassy and arrested him in the German embassy, not extradited by Mexico, not deported by Mexico. To my best um, vetting of the information with contacts here, Mexico was not aware that the German authorities had that plan. And so this was done by Germany and it is very chilling to think about what has just happened to a powerful attorney and voice for all of us to hold these people accountable for their crimes. Yeah, I mean, that, that I know Reiner a little bit. I've actually met him. Um, the, the charges are trumped up. Uh, it's alleged that something like, I think, 300,000 euros was stolen from his prior campaigning vehicle. But... Uh, as I understand it from Reiner, one of his accusers actually has that money in their own bank account. So it's kind of an odd crime where your accuser actually has the money. Uh, and really, they, they're looking for, uh, they're looking all the time to find reasons to silence you, to threaten you. Um, so, you know, we pray for uh, for Reiner and, and his wife, Inka. Uh, and also, I wanted to mention, and I'm embarrassed that I didn't mention it before, but we touched on New Zealand and this lady, uh, politician Liz Gunn. Um, she's not the most famous, quotes, far-right anti-vax conspiracy theorist in New Zealand. That honour goes to a, a Maori called Billy T. Kahika, uh, known as Billy, Billy T.K. Jr. And he was campaigning peacefully against the law. You weren't allowed to be outside at some point because of absurd public health laws, but it was a completely peaceful demonstration and they arrested him and subsequently tried him and sent him to jail. Um, he, I think he's out again now, but they, you know, they bankrupted him uh, because he's had to pay for his own defence, and then they jailed him. So that's what they do to people. Uh, this man had done nothing wrong at all. He's a very devout person, very on, an honourable family man. He's, he was just saying, this is crazy that we are legally locked in our houses and I'm not putting up with it. So... Yeah, so there's two whistleblowers. You know, we are, we are not at zero risk. Um, and I can only speak for myself, but it never enters my mind. You know, what am I, there's no safe place, so we might as well we might as well bat on all the time. But it's not it's not a safe thing to do this. I have to remind you on the judge from Germany, who first uh, uh, make a decision against mandatory masks for kids. And also, he uh, he said that a PCR test is not reliable. And mm-hmm. after that, not only that he lost his duty, he uh, went to jail and he was convicted for three years in the jail because of this decision. That was in uh, 2021, and now she's he's still in the jail. It's just it's chilling. It really is. And and yeah. yet it is only with the people of courage who knowingly take that risk that we have been able to shine light on this evil. And, you know, 
we'll let me make just a, a common <laughs> common sense approach here. The question is, we're all going to die. Do you want to die knowing that you did your best to stand for what was right? Or do you want to die knowing that you capitulated, you took the shot, and you have a slow road to hell on the way to death yeah, from I, damage I have, to your body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Lee, I had to say something. I was spoke to my mother this afternoon. She was looking to my show, and the, today's topic was mRNA toxicity book from the Dr. Michael Palmer. And she told me, you have to take care of yourself. You know, it's very dangerous to do that. And I told her, look, they have a plan to kill us all. Now you can decide it. You can wait until they kill you, or you can die in a battle. Maybe you can even win. And that's your decision <laughs> right. now. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You said the same thing a different way. And yeah. if you at least risk whatever the risks are going into battle, you you have a chance of winning, as you said. If you sit on the couch and do nothing, then of course there's no chance of overturning evil. That's right. And you'll get killed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Gilgo, yes, you had a comment. Yeah. Go on. It's slightly oblique, Dr. Lee, but this, you know, this discussion about Rainer Fulmich and um being pulled in from the embassy when he went to, you know, kind of renew his visa, this this brought back chills to me with this murder of Jamal Khashoggi and a Saudi dissident journalist who was, you know, went into the um embassy in Istanbul to renew his passport and he was ambushed by a, a squad of Saudi operatives that, you know, killed him, chopped him up and, and took him away in a suitcase without his, his wife was still waiting outside. And, oh my and the, other Lord. Thing, the other thing that bring, this was in 2018. Um, but, you know, this means that you can't go to your embassy necessarily now and think this is a safe place. Your governments are trying to kill you if you stand against them. Well, look at and, what happened to Julian Assange. Yeah, Assange case as well. So he was framed for rape, alleged rape in Sweden. Um, that's the thing that start, started his whole kind of flight uh, into the Ecuadorian embassy in London, where he stayed for many, many years. And and that you know case of alleged rape brought by two Swedish women against him, I think, was then dismissed by Sweden in 2019. It was a complete fabrication. So this is like the the Fulmich. I mean, not necessarily, but it it, it harks back to what's happened to Rainer Fulmich that um, somebody raises is paid to to raise a complaint against you, then you're put through the courts, and then you know hopefully you disappear. Um, but it's it's a fabrication. And this is also what the pharma industry is doing, you know, releasing their damaging products onto the market that they know are harmful. They they know they'll have be able to run down the clock by using lawyers and litigation to slow down the process and eventually reduce the fine that they will have to pay, but they're never brought to account. So, yeah, we we just need to really focus on bringing people to account and, and not accepting what we're told as truth. We need to dig into everything and understand it for ourselves. Exactly right. And there is a new case um, that Steve Kirsch has written about in his Substack today that I encourage people to listen and, and go back and read. One of the, um, the there is there are a couple of and we won't have time to get into the case, legal cases today, but there are a couple of cases that suggest we're on track to pierce the liability shield for 
COVID shot manufacturers and that they may well be able to be sued for damage. So that's encouraging news. And we can bring we can discuss that further next week after we have more details on the cases coming forward in the U.S. I want to thank all of you for being with us today. Any last closing words? Yeah, just just real quick, as we as we always we always say, uh, you know, this will be over when enough of us decline to follow the the instructions, the orders, the tyranny, um, and you know, you will do better together than separately. And in my view, my own experience, you'll be you'll be stronger, you know, if you align yourself to God's truth and tell the truth. Beautifully yeah, said. I'd just like to echo Nick Hudson's words, I think, which Mike often brings up, and I think is very important for people to hold center of, of the picture. If if you're being coerced by a government in order to do something en masse uh, and, you know, at threat of your life, and if you don't do this thing, many people will die, uh, it means that it's it's just uh, it's coercion and it's to get you to do something which will not be good for you, So for, so don't do it. Just say no, a good closing point for today. Thank you all for being with us. Just say no, don't comply with mandates that are unlawful and may risk your life. Stand against evil and join us each week on the International Report for the Whistleblower Report from Truth for Health Foundation. Check out our website, www.truthforhealth.org. And we will be back next week. Sign up for our email newsletters and alerts. And if you are able to, please donate to support our work to keep us in the fight, legal defense grants, as well as all of our public outreach work to help you with the truth against the lies and deceptions for such a time as this.